Welcome to another episode of Hitting Pater by Impact Sports. This is episode number 44, and I'm Alex Beaudry. Uh, with me today, in the flesh, Brian Klemecki. Mr. Meatstick, how you doing, Brian? I'm great, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. We uh, we prefaced this yesterday when I was on with Mike, but for the next four Mondays, I think, you and I are going to get together either in person or virtually here and uh, discuss some some mock drafts. A little mock draft Monday action. Some hot takes. Yeah. Um it's a little hard to believe we're 24 days away from the first day of the draft. And you and I were kind of shooting the shit before this. It's a fun year. I mean, last year I thought was pretty boring, at least at the top of the draft. You kind of knew, all right, Lawrence going one, Wilson going two. I was pretty confident Lance was going three. I know they were like, oh, do they take Mac? Yeah. But you knew it was going to be three quarterbacks. Yeah. This year – it, it could be anybody. There's like five guys that could be number one pick. Yeah, so let's start there. Okay. Um, I want to start first with Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. If you follow like ESPN or you're following the major media outlets, everybody's talking about him slipping. slipping. I want to address that because, one, the reasons they're saying he's slipping are stupid. I agree. And, and, <laughs> and two, a lot of times what happens in the media – is um, you will you'll see a guy either rising or falling, and all that's happening is that general managers are getting word. So you know as as teams build their draft boards, scouts know what's going on, right? So you hear in December, Adam Schefter reports, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau's potential number one overall pick. Well, that's because Adam Schefter is talking to the general manager who probably hasn't started digging in yet. Yeah. Um, now, as boards are getting developed, general managers are really getting into it. We're four weeks out. Now they're reporting like, yeah, you know, Kayvon might be pick eight, pick nine. Yeah. <clears throat> He's probably been there the whole time. Yeah. It's just now the news has finally risen to the top Yeah, and going there. But, you know, a lot of people on Twitter and whatnot, they're saying his he's slipping because he had a bad three cone. Yeah. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. First of all, he had an above average three cone. It wasn't even like that bad. Yeah. And two, uh, like the guy ran a four five forty. Yeah, like two hundred and fifty pounds, two hundred and sixty pounds. Like that's phenomenal. Yeah. And then and then I heard I saw someone else say, Well, he's undersized. TJ Watts, two hundred and fifty two pounds. Yeah. He had twenty sacks last year. Yeah. So like spare me. You know, right. if you want to like get on him because he takes a couple plays off. He did have a couple games where he got kind of dominated. I think that was it that Utah game. Yeah. He was kind of neutralized. He didn't do well, he didn't play in the bowl game. I think it was the Utah game. Right? I don't know if he played the Utah game because he got injured, I think, like week three. So he missed like nine games. So Utah, I think, was near the end. I don't know if he came back for that. I or think was it the was it the Pac twelve championship game? I'm I'm not sure, man. Okay. I'm I'm going off memory myself. So no, I th- I don't know if he even played against Ohio State, like early in the season. That was week one, wasn't it? Week two? I think it was like week two. I think he got injured like right away. So either way, the guy's a freak athlete. Yeah. Um, I mean, does he have some holes? Sure. But I think everybody at the top of this draft does. Yeah, that's what makes this draft so interesting because there's no one guy that has, you know, a hundred grade. Like there's, you can nitpick at every, every, everyone's flaws here. So 
I think Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, despite his uh, quote-unquote flaws, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. And I would have uh, no doubt taking him top five. But yeah. we'll see what my mock draft looks like. I saw, um, was it, I forget what mock draft I've, I've read. Uh, they had like him falling to like Houston at like 13. I've seen him going like 14 to the Ravens. It's insane. Which if you're Houston, that would be like a dream scenario. <laughs> yeah. You could take, you know, someone else at three and then still have Thibodeau there at 13. I just, I don't see it. There's no, um, but who knows? Crazier things have happened. Yeah. So the other guys that could potentially go one, you got Aiden. Aiden Hutchinson from yeah, Michigan. from Michigan. Yeah. I think he's probably the favorite. Yes. Um, I think every betting website you go to, Aiden Hutchinson's favored. But man, if I'm Jacksonville, how do you not take Evan Neal? Like, I know that they tagged Cam Robinson. Yeah. But I'm not a Cam Robinson fan. I think that tag was stupid. Yeah. But if you like Cam, move him over to the right side and let Neal play left. Yeah. I mean, I was watching, like, Evan Neal's pro day. And just to watch a human that size move the way he does. Yeah. um, Like, his lateral quickness, his footwork. Again, does he have a few things to work on? Yes. Man, just a six seven, three hundred fifty guy, three hundred fifty pound tackle that can move like that does not come around right that right. often. He is he he is a freakazoid at uh, left tackle there. Yeah, the only problem with, the, with him is you know at one is the Cam Robinson thing. Do you want to pay a, a right tackle twenty million dollars, or you're paying Cam Robinson wherever he's getting, or you know you suck it up, you put the, keep him at left tackle, and you're drafting a right tackle number one overall. Yeah. I think if you're going to have Lawrence develop, you got you can't have enough offensive line help. Yeah, um, that would be a good problem to have. Plus, then if someone gets hurt, you, yeah. you can always shift. You know, Cam back. You know, yeah. I just think for a young quarterback, they need time. They need time to throw, and it just solves all your problems if you can keep Lawrence upright. Yeah. So that's where I would go if I was Jacksonville. Um, who else do we got at the top of that draft? Um, so Evan Neal is competing with uh, Ike Makanwu for being the top left tackle overall. So he could also be in the mix as well. Yes, uh, the kid from NC State. Yes, that guy's a road grader in the run game. Yep, uh, and he's got long arms. Yep. Reading here, he's got 34-inch arms. Um, you know, interesting, This uh, who is this? I can get the author right. Um, from the draft scout, they said that, you know, Iguanu might move inside to guard. Evan Neal said he could play guard too if needed. So, could you imagine Take a seven, three hundred fifty pound guy? That's like you know, Wisconsin just six eight, three fifty <laughs> yeah. across the board. Just, here we are. Good thing Lawrence is tall, you know. Right. Uh, a, a, a polarizing prospect that I've seen in mock drafts go number one. I would be amazed. If this happens, I'm talking about Walker, I'm talking about Kyle Hamilton. Oh my God! Say what you will, man. Uh, he had a better pro day. So the the big knock on him is he ran like you a say four. he had a better pro day. Yeah, he ran like a four seven at his pro day. No, no, no. He ran a four five six. Uh, I thought he had to run a four seven zero at his pro day, dude. He ran like a four five nine at this combine and then got worse at his pro day. I think opposite. I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. Okay, um, because did you, I, I was watching. His um, his combine, he, like, weaved. I don't know if you saw, like, the down angle, 
Like it was like the most not straight 40 time I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then I was just looking at another document and I thought I saw him at like four five, six, which is still not like blazing speed, but definitely much better than. So I have a couple of, uh, NBC sports says, uh, Hamilton official 40 yard dash time fell to four, five, six compared to his four, five, nine. And then, we have uh, the New York Jets draft, um, the JetsXFactor.com. Uh, it says that NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah said he heard from scouts that Hamilton ran the low four sevens at his pro day. So there's conflicting reports. So, so did he run a four five nine at the combine? He ran a four five nine at the combine, which was very underwhelming because scouts thought he was running in the four fours. Yeah. Well, he's a long guy. He's six four. Six four two twenty. Yeah, it's hard to get those long legs moving. Yeah. Um, even so, you know, he's listed as the fourth best prospect on this website. I've seen him. A lot of people think he's the best prospect. Yeah. You and I were talking a couple of weeks ago. I tend to agree with you. He, he does kind of feel like the Saquon Barkley that, of this draft. Yes. Like a phenomenal football player. Yep. But he shouldn't be taken probably in the top five. Heck no, dude. But I think he will. Yeah, that's going to be a GM's uh, nail in the coffin for his firing, his, his pig slip there. Is this not the perfect New York Jets pick? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I mean, they, I could totally see him going at four. I could, too. I could, too. And then the Jets can turn around. I could also... One of the 10. New York teams I could see blowing this. <laughs> well, if there's a team to, to <laughs> blow the draft, it is the Jets. Yeah. Have you ever seen that montage of, like, old Jets picks back when the draft was only in New York? Well, remind me. There's like, the fans there's like a YouTube video where it's like, down booze. it's like, and with the number one overall pick, and then they drafted like that fullback that one year, and it's just boo. <laughs> and then like the next year, it's like, and with the sixth overall pick, and it's some like random ass tight end, and it's just, it's hilarious, you know, <laughs> uh, if you want to waste three minutes of your day. Um, but yeah, I could see, I could see Hamilton going at four. And then the Jets will turn around and trade him to Seattle for two first-round picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll trade you in 2026. We'll trade you for uh, two first-round picks for Kyle Hamilton. Um, my favorite – so I'm just kind of going off this guy's draft or his his big board. My favorite prospect is Ahmad Gardner. And he's, Sauce. Yeah, yeah and dude. he's got him at five. Yeah. Six-three corner. He ran a four-four-one. He had, like, the best coverage grade, according to Pro Football Focus. Now take – Pro yeah. football focus with a grain of thought, uh, a yeah. grain of salt. Um, I love this kid. I think he's the next Darrell Revis. He's going to yeah. be phenomenal. Uh, I think he's so got too. the height, the length, the speed, the, the man coverage, the, play the man. yeah, that swag. Yeah, he's Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander, but add four inches. Yeah, which is huge. And you know, t- there are a lot of teams that value that length. Yep. Because you know, your average corner is probably five ten, five eleven. Yeah. You know, maybe six foot. So to have that extra length and a four four, um, yeah, yeah, fantastic. I think Jaws like five ten, but then like on the flip side, you have like guys like Richard Sherman back in their day, like six three, six four. Um, so it kind of depends on what kind of corner you're looking for. Like more of a, or like a slot guy, like a Jair, or you're looking for like a boundary. Um, I must shut down the X receiver, Sherman, type. And I think. Sauce can play anywhere. The height, weight, speed, he can do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really like him as a prospect. So, all right, so let's go back to the number one overall pick. Okay. 
Who do you got going number one overall? All right, a little draft music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I have the Jaguars taking Aiden Hutchinson. I think they're going to play it safe. I think uh, they spent so much money on bringing in Brandon Scherf. They paid Cam Robinson. Um, I think I think they think they shore up that offensive line a little bit for Trevor Lawrence. Um, they brought in Christian Kirk. They they spent money on offense, so I think they're going to spend some draft capital on defense. So I think they take Hutchinson with the first overall pick, pair him with Josh Allen, hopefully have a little bit of a pass rush um, in the AFC South over there, uh, make some noise, maybe not be picking in the top five again next year. Um, so I think they played safe. I think Doug Peterson, um, I have confidence in him coaching up that offense. Um, Urban Meyer was a train wreck yeah. for the development of Trevor Lawrence. So I think the the combination of them just pouring money into Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, the offensive line, um, maybe ETN comes back healthy. Uh, I think they have enough to make a little bit of noise on offense. Um, I think they might need a little bit more on the pass rush side. I think Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson is the safest uh, prospect there, and I think that's all they're looking for down Jack and Jacksonville is to be safe. Yeah, don't screw it up. Exactly. Right? Like give you a guy who's going to get you probably six to eight sacks this year. Yep. Let him develop a little bit. Yes. He's bigger, so he can play all three downs. He's not just a pass rush specialist. Right. I agree. H- Hutchinson is the safest pick at number one. Yeah. Um, probably not the highest ceiling, but the safest pick. Yeah. All right. So now. Number two, things get really interesting. This is where the draft thing starts for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, last year we had to wait till pick four. This year we get to wait only until pick two. Yeah. So Detroit, I think, could go in three different directions. And I don't think there's a bad answer, really. Um, oh, four directions. Edge rusher. You still yeah. got Thibodeau sitting there. I don't yeah. think that would be a bad pick at two. Yeah. Um, Offensive lineman, whether you like the kid from NC State or you like Neil, or you draft your quarterback of the future. Yeah. Honestly, so I, I agree with you. I think Malik is the best quarterback yeah. in this draft class. He probably needs a year, though. They have Goff sitting there. They're not going to get rid of Goff this year. It'll probably be next year. Goff yeah. will be gone. So you can draft yeah. Millis, let him sit there. Yeah. Or – yeah. This is this is option four now. <laughs> Door or, number four. Or it's just a smoke screen and they're trying to get out of that pick. Yeah. And they're hoping a team like Carolina. Yeah. Uh maybe one of the New York teams, the Giants is yeah. what I'm looking at. Package their two picks to move up to two. <clears throat> Let me ask you that. Let's start there. Do you think the Lions would trade out of two for just the first two picks this year? Or would the Giants have to package more to move up? So the team I could see, there's two teams I could see moving up. The Steelers, I could see them trying to make a, a play to move all the way up to either number two or number five to skip over the Panthers for a quarterback. God, they would have to give up so much. They, would, they gave up the farm for Devin Bush. I think they'll do that again. You're staring down the barrel for the next decade at Sean Watson, Joe Burrow, and Lamar Jackson. And right now... You got Mitch Trubisky, Your bro. boy Mitch. <laughs> your boy Mitch is about to shit his pants <laughs> staring down the barrel of all of them. So what do you do if you're the Steelers? Do you just ride with Mitch and, you know, just – Well, what what about the other quarterbacks in, in this class? So you figure Millis and Pickett, even though I don't necessarily think 
they're deserving, especially Pickett. They're probably both going to be gone. I think they're both going to be top ten. Yeah, I think so. Pick six is if Detroit doesn't move and they don't draft a quarterback. Houston seems to be happy with Davis Mills. Yes. Uh, the Jets just picked Wilson last year. They're going to give him some time. The Giants are interesting. They kind of like gave Daniel Jones like a half vote of confidence. Yeah. Like he's our guy this year. I think this is it. It's it's now or never yeah. for him. So you know, could could they're in a great spot because they got two picks in the top seven. Yeah. So maybe they pick the first quarterback if Detroit stays put. They could. I, I see them more going in like this is Daniel Jones' final hurrah. We're going to give him all the weapons, you know, give him the offensive line, do whatever we got to do. And if he just doesn't do it, then they're just out on him. Which isn't a bad strategy because if you suck again, yeah, next year's class is loaded. Yeah. Bryce Young. Yeah. Uh, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud. Yeah. Like there's going to be three or four guys next year that yeah. – will be legitimate top 10 picks. This year you're probably reaching a little bit. Yeah. So it's not a bad strategy if they just beef it up and if, hey, we suck again, then we'll yeah go and get some guy next year. But if Detroit doesn't take it, I could see maybe five. Carolina's taking a quarterback. Yes. Oh, I think that's like the lock of the century here. Yes. So the question is, do they move up so someone doesn't jump them? Yeah. And it depends on which quarterback they like because they've been linked to Kenny Pickett from state, since day one. Yes. So we'll see what they want to do. Which is interesting. And then you have Atlanta at eight. Yeah. Another team to potentially try and jump Carolina. Yeah. Because Marcus Mariota is not the long-term solution there. No, he's not. But, God, that roster is just so bad. They have just so many holes. They don't have a receiver. I don't, they're, like, top, what, two, three receivers are all gone. Yeah, Gage is in Tampa. He's Tampa. Ridley is gone from gambling <laughs> like your wide receiver one is like kyle, kyle pitts. pitts who's like 21 years old so yeah yeah <laughs> that roster has a ton of problems though i mean their offensive line yeah is horrid yeah they got cordell patterson who's kind of their do it everything guy <laughs> but he's 32 yeah he's in his 30s yeah it's rough it's rough in atlanta atlanta be ready to be in the top five again next year if you <laughs> And again, not a bad draft to be in the top five again. Yeah. If you'd have told me Atlanta won seven games last year, I'd have called you a liar. I know, right? They played a terrible schedule. Still. Yeah. They're a bad team. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think like yeah. And then and then you got Seattle at nine. They need a quarterback. Yeah. And then you got the Jets again who round at the top ten. So so let me rephrase the question because we just kind of ran through it. So you got the you got Detroit potentially, Carolina, Giants question mark, Atlanta and Seattle all in the top 10 who could use a quarterback. Do teams get desperate? Do we have 3 go in the top 10? 3 quarterbacks? No, I don't I can't see that. I mean, after the first two guys, there's a significant drop off. Who is your quarterback 3? Is it Coral? Uh Matt Corral, yeah. Corral. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh it's between Corral and Ritter. But I just think Matt Corral has a better better arm strength, better accuracy than Ritter. Ritter has mobility on him, I think, by a little bit. Um, but I'm going Matt Corral. Better competition in the SEC. So for whatever it's worth, uh, PFF's mock draft today has Desmond Ritter going at eight to the Falcons. Yeah, I think I saw that. That's that's a reach. <laughs> God. I think Honestly, I think all these quarterbacks are a reach. 
like I think Malik can be good. I don't think he should go at two uh, or even probably six. It depends on how you think uh, Malik Willis's next five years are going to look. Like he has the arm strength and the mobility to maybe one day be like Michael Vick light. Like I'm yeah. not saying he's Michael Vick. He's a, but he has that that swag. He has the arm. He has the talent. He has the four three four four forty you're looking for, and that type of quarterback. Like he could be a top ten quarterback one day in the league. So if you want to stake your job on that as a GM, you could take him second overall. And if you hit, man, you hit. If you don't, yeah, you're fired. Yeah, yeah. But that's a lot of these guys. I mean, look that's at true. the the Giants. Uh, not the Giants. The Bears took Mitch Trubisky second overall. Passed over Mahomes. Passed over Martins, Watson. They found themselves look, looking for new jobs in four years. Yeah. So I mean, everything's a risk in the draft, I guess. Uh, you have some teams looking to play it safe. Some are looking for home run picks. So just kind of where you are as a franchise, where you think you are in job security. So what do you think Detroit does at two? So I got I got Lions taking Malik Willis. Okay, you do have him going quarterback. Yeah. So he can sit behind Goff for a year. Um, even by like week eight, if Goff is looking terrible, you know, putting him 150, 200 yards a game, one touchdown, two picks, and you have Malik Willis just killing it in practice, just dazzling. Why not just throw the kid in? But at least you have hope. You sell. You can sell tickets. You can sell your fans on having a franchise quarterback. Um, I think that would be a huge thing for the city of Detroit. The whole, the huge thing for the franchise in general. Um, and now I think we're seeing with free agency this year. If you don't have a quarterback, teams don't want to play with you. So I think he would be a, a free agent draw because right now you're not getting a free agent in Detroit. Or, well, the flip side is you pay what I am now have coined the Jacksonville Jaguars tax. <laughs> the Christian Kirk's tax. Where you're paying yeah. somebody 15% over their actual yeah. market value. Yeah, and I think that's where you run even more trouble. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But, you know, that's what teams like Jacksonville, Detroit, yeah. some of these. Yeah. Uh, honestly, whenever Aaron Rodgers retires, that will be the Packers because nobody wants to move to Green Bay. Uh, yeah, I mean – before we got Aaron Rodgers in the draft, we were saying thing, saying the same thing about Brett Favre. Let's see how it goes in the next five years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, those bad teams, they have to overpay yes. for yeah. questionable free agents because nobody wants to go there. Yes. My prediction, I think Detroit trades out of this pick. I think I think if they do trade out, I, I my surprise team is the Steelers. That would be – I would love to see – because I think about what... Mike Tomlin is in love with Malik Willis. And he's probably going to have to get up to two you to have to it. You have to leap the Panthers. That is, so you're going to either number two or number five with the Giants. Because the Jets aren't going to take one. The Texans aren't going to take one. So you're looking at either number two. So I, I think if Malik Willis doesn't go number two and he slips to five, I think the Steelers are moving up. If he, oh God, I wonder what the if, if look like. What Tomlin if, can convince Dan Campbell to just you know trade with him or take like Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau, like I think I think the Steelers are want Malik Willis badly, but it's on I think it's on Dan Campbell in that front office of making the decision on Malik Willis if they want him or not. If I am Detroit, I am taking any and all phone calls um, because a team like that needs draft picks they need everything they need to be like 
like the Giants and the Jets, where if you can get two picks in the top ten next year, that's what you need. Yes. Um, so I, I think they trade out who they trade with. Yeah, that's TBD. But yeah, but I, I think they go. I do think. You, do you think Atlanta could do it? Do you think Atlanta, like with all their flaws and all their holes and nothing on the roster, do you think they just start get desperate and and trade up? I think Carolina understands that every team who wants a quarterback is going to try and jump them. Yeah, I could see Carolina jumping to two. That's kind of how the Bears were back when they they got Trubisky. They went from three to two, and they gave up draft capital just so they didn't lose Trubisky. And they I still, could see, <laughs> I could see the yeah. Car- the Panthers doing that because you know the longer they wait. I could see Houston trading out of that pick. Yes. Uh, I could see the Jets tr- trading back. Yeah. I could see the Giants trading back. Like, yeah. There's not enough. The two New York teams control the draft because they have two top ten picks. So, like, oh, we we lost out on the number four pick, number five pick. We still pick at seven. We still pick at ten. Like, yeah. we're good. And you add, you know, More another first-round pick next year or whatever that, that yeah. package looks like. Yeah. Um. So... I think the longer that Carolina sits around, the more likely it is they get jumped, whether it's Atlanta, yeah, whether it's Seattle, uh, whether, like you said, it's Pittsburgh jumping all the way. Yeah. New Orleans. God, they could use a quarterback. I know they brought Jamison back for God, two years. Yeah. yeah. They could jump up. They could. Um, so I, another team to watch is Philadelphia. Phil, I, uh, I saw that Jeff Lurie came out and said he's committed to, J- to Jalen Hurts. It's probably the right move. He's yeah. he's an average quarterback, and, gets and he's cheap pennies. as hell. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they also have three first-round picks. Is yeah. there a guy they love that they could package yeah. two of those picks, and you still have two first-round picks this year? Exactly. So I think it's interesting. If I'm Carolina, that's the thing that scares me the most, is yeah. which of these teams in front of me is going to be willing to – drop back now do you think as we get closer to draft time now last year san fran moved up pretty early like weeks early i mean i think it was already by this time i think yeah, it was in march they went to number three do you think one of these teams says fuck it i'm moving up now i know i'm gonna get my guy i'm not gonna play these games on draft night if they're going to do that it's gonna be with detroit yeah exactly yeah um because like even if you have a partner in houston you do that on draft night Yes, so because yeah, you're not you know, moving you have early. to go to number two. You're not That's, tipping your cards exactly. for Carolina now to exactly. Offer the like, house oh yeah, you just get leapfrogged. Like yeah. that would be dumb. So it's it's the you know Detroit pick here. Like, do you just say like, all right, Detroit, here's number twenty. Uh, our first second round, round pick, next year, and, uh, first round the year following, exactly because that's probably what it would take. Yeah, I'd probably this pick. Uh, their first two picks this year, your first two picks next year, and maybe a twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four pick. Yeah, maybe like in the fourth round or something. Yeah. For it, Pittsburgh to move up that far. But that's a franchise quarterback on a rookie contract. You're looking at, like I said, Burrow, Lamar, Deshaun Watson. And Pittsburgh's got a decent enough roster. Or they're not going to be top five next year. Or, you know, bottom five team. No. Um, it's just, they're kind of like in the same thing that we were talking about, though, with like the AFC West. Yeah. Like, do you mortgage all of that to still be the fourth best team in your division yeah i see what you're saying but like all all the guys in the afc north are young like what the, like the oldest guys what like 26 like deshaun watson like you're looking at like 15 years maybe of just dominant quarterback play in the afc north 
So if you don't have one, you're not competing, and you're just going to sell a decade of not competing. Yeah. I, I still have reservations about what's going to happen in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson's. Yeah. And after what? <laughs> Cleveland? <laughs> Cleveland screwed Baltimore. They did. I love it. Because of that fully guaranteed contract. And now Lamar's already come out and said, like, I'm not negotiating until after the season. I mean, he wants. Imagine what Lamar's going to say. I don't have 22 civil suits against me. I want $240 million guaranteed. And I was an MVP. Yeah. And I can do this, this, and this. Oh, not to mention your entire system's built around my specific style of play. If this man wins a Super Bowl, like, say he wins a Super Bowl this year, what do you pay him? Because Lamar would be like, "I I want everything. So, I mean, Deshaun's getting 46. It's going to be probably 48, 49 at least. At least. Fully guaranteed but for five Mahomes, years. Mahomes is at 50. And Mahomes is at four, 45. He's at 45? 10 for 450. Okay, okay. So you have, you know, 45, 46 million, and then you have Rodgers at 50 million. And you've, if you have Lamar Jackson and he gets through this whole year, I mean, this is going to be a huge controversy all year if he doesn't sign up by summer. He it's said gonna, he's not. I know. It's going to be, I think it's, I think that for Baltimore, they need to be. They're playing with fire. They are playing with fire. But there's nothing you can do if he doesn't want to negotiate with you. They got the franchise tag. They do. That's the Trump card. And if he's going to get fully guaranteed any money anyway, you have him for two more years. You just double yeah. tag him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, ugh, man, that that is the worst quarterback situation right now of just in terms of wanting to pay him and not being able to pay him. And if he leaves, what do you do? It's just a mess. It's just a mess. The thing, so if I'm in Baltimore's shoes, if if you're gonna, if he's going to get fully guaranteed money, I would use the fully guaranteed versus the price tag. Like, look, fine, we'll give you fully guaranteed, but you're going to have to take like 43, 44 million. Yeah. You're not going to reset the market because you know what? You, there's still question marks around his ability to throw the ball. Yeah. His legs and his – I mean, he means everything to that offense, and I get that. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can't make the argument that you should be making 50 mil like Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers is back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. You threw 16 touchdowns and It's not going to matter, man. It's not going to matter. <laughs> Next man up gets the bread, man. I hear you. I hear you. Look at what Dak got a couple years ago. Exactly. Yep. All right, let's get back to this draft. Right. So I agree with you. The The draft starts at pick two. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Now we got Houston, yeah. another team with a ton of holes. Now they got two picks in the first 13. Yeah. Who, who do you like going at three? Is this finally where an offensive tackle comes off the board? It's not. I got Trayvon Walker. I, I personally think Kayvon Thibodeau is the best pass rusher in this draft. Let's be clear. Okay. There is so much hype around Trayvon Walker shooting up draft boards, and I love Trayvon Walker. I don't personally. I don't think he's better than Kayvon Thibodeau, but his versatility and his pro comp is Rashawn Gary, which is a very good player. He had a phenomenal pro day. He had a, or a, he had a phenomenal combine. Um, scouts, GMs love this kid. He's got unlimited potential. Um, I think. Scouts think he's cleaner than Kayvon Thibodeau. He's got a better motor than Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, that's what the reports are saying. I think that the Texans could pull the trigger and just play it safe and go Trayvon Walker instead of picking Thibodeau. So this is what makes And this. you got Lovey Smith as the new head coach down there, and you know Lovey loves defense. He loves his defense. If he's going to stake his job here, he's picking on defense. Um, 
this is what makes this year's draft so much fun. I had to scroll all the way down to pick <laughs> number 30. For what? For Trayvon Walker. This what is are on you on? Pro Football Focus. This oh. is the first one that popped up. Um, <laughs> I agree I mean, with you. I mean, like, you read like I Mel Kuyper. You. you read uh, Dan Jeremiah. You read CBS Sports. I mean, all these guys have Trayvon Walker top eight. Now. Hey, I'm just the messenger. You want to yell at somebody, yell at. Yeah. I don't know who did this draft. <laughs> Pro Football Focus. <laughs> um, Pro Football Focus is so like random. Like, oh, when me and Mike did like our round division yeah. breakdowns, like their rankings of certain teams were like they had the Patriots number one overall. Yeah, it's, <laughs> all the right. The team that lost to Buffalo by fifty yeah, in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah, forty nine <laughs> to seven. Um, Trayvon Walker is an interesting one. He like people either love him or they're kind of like, yeah, he's good, but. Yeah, there was a play where I kind of fell in love with him, where he just tossed Evan Neal mm-hmm. like it was nothing, mm-hmm. like just get out of my way, and you know made a play. <sighs> I was watching film on Jordan Davis initially, and this is before this is probably back in like late February, and this kid just popped. You just keep seeing him. Oh my! His his speed off the edge is insane. His get off is nuts, man. This guy's a dog. He he is probably one of, if not the best athlete in this draft. Yes. He ran a four five one forty. And he's like two hundred and seventy five pounds. Yes. He's a my he's a monster. And he had a thirty fifth inch thirty five inch vertical yes. and a ten foot three broad jump. Yes. And a six point eight nine three cone. Put that in a little bit of context. My Clint Sig, my client, mm-hmm. had a 7.02 three cone at a tight end, and that was in the top 10 out of 91 tight ends who've worked out this fall. <laughs> and this is a 275-pound defensive lineman. Freak. Nasty. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whatever they're doing down in Georgia, I need to get some of that. Dude, I th- did I see that they could have all 11 of their guys go in this draft? On the defense? Yeah. Probably. Um, interesting. Oh, they had one D tackle. That was like a sophomore. He's going to be like the best of all of them though. He's coming out next year. He's got to stay for another year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kirby Smart's got it figured out down there. I mean, they can honestly compete with Alabama. Nick Saban disciple, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, Walker's an interesting one. Yeah. I like it. Um, I think, God, there's gotta be a tackle that goes in one of these picks. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move to number four, um, right. the Jets. All right. So number number four, I have them taking Sauce Gardner. Which would be a phenomenal pick. Um, what do you think about Stingley, the kid from LSU? I think, on most... I think Stingley and Sauce Gardner are two like pretty much generational prospects at the cornerback position. Stingley had a phenomenal run when Joel Burrow was there. And then scouts are kind of down on him because – well, he didn't play at all. He, this he year. skipped the COVID year, and then he—I he, think he played, but he wasn't like really into it. Well, they—they're having so LSU's pro day is the sixth. It's on Wednesday, and they're having it so late specifically for him. I think he's coming off an injury. Yeah, he played. I think he played a couple games this year and got injured. But the games he did play, he wasn't really like going all out tackling guys in open field like yeah. he, he knew he was going to the league type thing didn't want it he was making business decisions pretty much so scouts are kind of like 
well, how's he going to be when he gets here? But I think with that injury, I think he's got to have a phenomenal workout this week. Yeah, I mean, I can see him running four threes. I could. I mean, that guy is phenomenal. He was a freshman shutting down number one wide receivers in the SEC. He's just phenomenal talent. Yeah. I I'm so high on him and Gardner, but just Gardner, like, I think I was – listening to a podcast and they're reading his stats like the guy hasn't allowed a touchdown in like three years at cincinnati he's his measurables are off the charts six three two hundred four four one like like he has it all his strong um man coverage skills like he's got everything press man and that press man is what you want in the nfl these days 100 percent. you can like if you can get to the quarterback with four guys, mm-hmm. and you got corners that can play like Gardner can, mm-hmm. you, your defense is going to cause problems. Mm-hmm. And you also look at that division, like you're going to play Miami twice a year. You got Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. Yeah, well, and uh, Waddle. Yeah, and Waddle. Like you need guys who can play man coverage yeah. and keep up with those guys. Exactly. I think that'd be a great pick. I think the Jets are going to do Jets things, and I think this is where Kyle Hamilton. You think comes Kyle Hamilton? Oh my God, that that's the worst. That is the Saquon Barkley pick of that of the draft if he goes top five. Tell like, me that's not the most Jets thing, though. God, it could be a Jets thing. It could be a Jets thing. It could be a Giants thing. It could be a Lions thing. Like it could be. <laughs> I hope the all Lions these, don't do it. I kind of do because they're in our division. I'm rooting for the Lions. They've, they've, <laughs> <laughs> like enough's enough. Don't uh, do that. All right, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I think Kyle Hamilton, he's a good player. His 40 times scare me right now. Uh, and just being a, a free safety, just at the positional value is just not there for me, just like a running back. Yeah. Like, I can't see any team taking a running back in the top five. I mean, I swear to God, if they do, you're about to be fired. <laughs> this They have to be Adrian Peterson and have to be healthy for 10 years yeah. and on your team for you to justify that. Like, look at Christian McCaffrey. Like, they're already like, uh, we'll be listening to offers on Christian McCaffrey. Um, what? Yeah. Like you, like he's like one of the best running backs in the league, and you're willing to listen to offers on him after you just paid him like you know all that money, sixteen million a year. Yeah, whatever he's Zeke, getting. you paid ninety million to Zeke, and you're like trying to move off of him desperately. I would agree. You know, play like running backs. Honestly, a wide receiver should never go in the top ten again, unless you're Calvin Johnson. Right. If you're that player, but yeah. like, you know, you look at the guys in this year's draft, and this is a very good wide receiver draft oh, yeah. class. Yeah. None of those guys should probably go top no. 10. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. Oh, there will be. Yeah. I'm just saying from a positional value standpoint. Positional value, yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, just because there's so many guys. Yep. Um, it's like when you play fantasy football, like wide receivers, they're just you know 40 guys you could legitimately put in your starting lineup. That's the same thing in the NFL. Like you have so like it's just watered down market. Mm-hmm. You have so many guys that can can get the job done. That's why I like what the Packers did with Adams, I like yeah. what the Chiefs did with Hill. Yeah. You can get a guy. Yeah. I mean, are they going to be an all-pro? Yeah. Know, probably not. Yeah. But you can get a guy that is right. serviceable. Uh, yeah. So I think the Jets go Hamilton here. Should they? No. But I think they will. I do think that um, Gardner is the right pick. He's my favorite corner. I think uh, Salah is going to want to beef up that defense. Yeah. Um, and they don't have much in, in terms of a number one shut you down corner. They got um, they got DJ Reed from the Seahawks. Uh, they got Bryce Hall. They drafted last year. 
Um, but in terms of cornerback, if they could add Sauce, they could that would give them a legitimate number one cornerback for the next ten years. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. Um, all right, then we got the Giants at five, kind of rounding out the top five here. Who do you like going fifth? My first offensive lineman finally comes off the board at number five for Evan Neal going to the Giants. Okay, that would be a phenomenal pick for them. They need a lot of help. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think if you're the Giants, Neal, um, Cross, or um, Conwu. Yeah. Yeah. All all great picks at five. Yes. I think if you're New York you're probably pretty happy with where you're seeing. Yeah. Because even if your number one tackle goes off before yeah. that, you're going to get a guy you really like at five. Yeah. Um, and I think I, – I agree with you. I think it's offensive line. Um, it's going to help out Danny Dimes so much. It's going to help out Saquon even more. Like just open some running lanes for that guy and maybe see what you got because I think he's coming, coming up to his fifth-year option here. Danny um, Dimes. No, uh, Saquon. I think next year. Well, like, yeah, he's, he's got like he's already got it. Yeah, so he, like I mean, this is kind of do or die for Saquon. He's been injured. He hasn't been the same since he was been a rookie. Like he's got to put up or shut up right now in order to get paid. Yeah, and that fifth year option's not cheap. I think no. it's like nine or ten million. Just pull it up real quick. Yeah, uh, you pair Evan Neal with Andrew Thomas. Um, you got something cooking on the offensive line. Would you be surprised if they go two offensive linemen with their two top ten picks? They pick fifth and seventh. I, yeah, I could. I I wouldn't like I like I wouldn't take Neil and Akonwu or Neil and Cross. Like I would take Neil and maybe Linderbaum, the center from Iowa, who's a stud, but center. Center, I don't like center at seven. Exactly. So you, I, I would have to trade back. So I don't like two top ten offensive linemen for them. Like I think for sure they have to come away with one in the top ten here. Yes, for sure. Um. Okay. So now, and then we get to Carolina <laughs> at six. Yeah. This is going to be a quarterback. Yeah. If they don't trade up. Yeah. It's it's it. I think if if you already have. Willis going at two. Yeah. This is this is Kenny this Pickett. This is Kenny Pickett time. Yeah. Yeah. I got Kenny Pickett going here. I just uh they've been in love with Kenny Pickett since day one. Their owner's desperate for a quarterback. I think they're out on Sam Darnold. They made a huge mistake trading for Sam Darnold and then immediately guaranteeing his fifth year option. Like they could they just shot themselves in the foot. They could have just not picked it up. Had him for the year, and then if he did good, reward him. If he, if not, you move off of him. But I think that he's pretty much guaranteed a large sum of money, like nineteen or twenty million, on that fifth year option. And he might not even be a starting quarterback. He might be your be- your backup at the, in the situation. Eighteen point eight he's due this year. Yeah, that's insane. So they just kicked themselves doing that. Um, but I could see Kenny Pickett going here. Matt Rule has connections with him. Uh, he tried to recruit him when he was a uh, college coach. Uh, so I can see Kenny Pickett going here. I think that is a desperate move. For sure. Carolina's most desperate team in this draft. Yes. And it, and it shows, right? They were in on every quarterback conversation. Yeah. They wanted Russell. They want Deshaun. Deshaun. I mean, they wanted they wanted out. Um, yeah. I think they're going to make a really bad decision here. Oh, for sure. And I think Kenny Pickett is that bad decision. Yeah. Like, Kenny Pickett to me is Danny Dimes. 
Yeah. That's what I think it's going to be. I think that's a perfect comparison. I just, I don't like the way Pickett plays. Nope. I'm out on the double gloves. I'm out on the small hands. I'm, I'm not, I'm not too fond of him at all. I think he's Danny Dimes. So I think if I was sitting in Carolina, you, you draft a tackle for the future maybe edge rusher if like a guy like Thibodeau does indeed slip. Yeah. Um, and you just suck it up, you know, throw Sam Darnold out there again. Again, if you suck again next year, next year's draft is the time to reach for a quarterback. Right. This isn't the one. But if you're Matt Rule, I don't know if you have one more year in you. <laughs> that's that's the, the yeah. other side of the coin there. Well, you, you got to talk to management, right? Like, yeah. hey, this is going to take some time. Yeah. But, but even like you have to have that discussion with management because it's like, look – Let's be honest about who Kenny Pickett is. Yeah. This is not the guy to yeah. turn our franchise around. Yeah. He's a guy that might get us six, seven wins. Yeah. And that, and we're still going to be picking eighth. Yeah. The outlook for them is not bright. No. Oh. Um, so, you know, that's why, you know, since they were already in on all these other guys, I could see them selling the farm to get to two just to make sure they get their guy. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, and then we got the the Giants again at seven. Um, who do you like there? So I got the Giants cleaning up this draft. They got Evan Neal at five, and I think at the number seven they come back and get an edge rusher and go cave on Thibodeau. So you got you got Thibodeau slipping to seven. Seven, yeah. I just see. I mean, you got two quarterbacks. I I see two quarterbacks going top six. Um, the Jags aren't going to take a quarterback, um, so they're going edge rusher with Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Texans aren't going to go quarterback. They go Trayvon Walker. So the, I mean, you you could see maybe Trayvon Walker and Kayvon Thibodeau flipping roles at three and seven. But I don't know everything I'm reading online. All these scouts saying that pretty much Trayvon Walker is going to go ahead of Thibodeau. That's why I put Thibodeau at seven. Okay, that that would be a phenomenal draft. If yeah. you're a Giants fan, you got to be happy with that. I mean, you got two guys that are that I have graded in the top five. Yeah, going at five and seven. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, that would be a huge get. Uh, interestingly enough, Pro Football Focus, for whatever it's worth, <laughs> um, has them drafting uh, Nicobe Dean, another Georgia Bulldog. Oh, yeah, the positional value is great there with the middle linebacker at seven. <laughs> that reminds me of when the Packers drafted uh, uh, AJ, AJ Hawk. Hawk. Fifth overall, <laughs> off-ball linebacker. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> Who couldn't cover yeah. himself with a blanket. <laughs> yeah, they misread the whole um, – Passing is taking over the league. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a 260 pound linebacker that yeah. is slower than hell. Yeah. Um, and then Atlanta. Does Atlanta go quarterback at eight? No. I think they're rolling with Mariota, bro. I got Mary. I got the Falcons taking Garrett Wilson at eight. First wide receiver off first the board. First wide receiver off the board is Garrett Wilson. My first wide receiver, though, if I'm, if I'm a GM, I'm taking Jamison Williams. I think he's the number one receiver. But. The ACL might scare people off. Did you see him at his at Alabama's pro day? No, he was already hopping and skipping on it. Uh, I mean, he's he's not quite running yet, uh, but he was doing some what I would call light drill work. You know, kind of bouncing on it. It's crazy how the ACL used to be a death sentence like a decade ago. It was like, oh, you're out for twelve months minimum. Now it's like six to eight. You're you'll be all right. Well, and now what they're doing is they're putting like Achilles in there. Yeah. Like cadaver could so like most guys are coming back with stronger knees. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So I think Garrett Wilson, first receiver off the board, going to Atlanta, you give Mariota some weapons. I mean, otherwise 
They have nothing at the wide receiver position. So you put Kyle Pitts, Garrett Wilson, Cordell Patterson, Mariota, just try and survive until next year. Uh, then you get Kelvin Ridley back, at least hopefully next year. I do think Ridley will be back next year. Um, yeah, interesting. They, This organization, I think, screwed themselves when they picked a tight end at what was pit at six four. at four. four yeah again positional value right exactly um you know would justin fields i know you would have liked them yeah. to pick justin fields last year would that have solved their problems it'd be a lot better it's better than marcus Mariota. agreed at least, and again you're selling hope yeah like kyle pitts is phenomenal don't get me wrong but yeah you just don't draft that player no, at you could four. still have hayden hurst as your tight end one and you could still have you, you would have well, and just, a, 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 contra, a rookie contract quarterback you'd have under control for like four or five years. And does Ridley step away if Fields is his quarterback? True. With the ment- yeah. I, I don't know what the mental health yeah. thing was. Yeah, that's always kind of dicey. If you don't want to step on people's toes on that, but yeah. still. Kinda, but, but if he's happier yeah. and feels like there's hope, is does that help him from stepping away? And now he's in all this trouble. Yeah. It just makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Yeah. I could see this team doing something stupid as well. <laughs> and, and and seriously, like taking a Desmond Ritter at eight. Oh, my God. That would be detrimental to yeah. their I, – There was one scout that I was reading does not have a single quarterback in, with a first-round grade. And I don't know. This isn't like a Geno Smith type draft where it was like everyone just or like EJ Manuel, everyone just that was trash. the worst draft. Yeah, quarterbacks like ever. I mean, you gotta say like if you're looking at tape and you see Malik Willis and you see this guy's arm strength, mobility, you're like, all right, that guy has traits where I could see him being a franchise quarterback. And if you see a franchise quarterback, you're not like, ah, eh, oh, I'll roll the dice. Hopefully, I get him in the second round. There, I think from now until the end of time, there will always be three to five quarterbacks drafted in the first round because there will always be three to five teams that need to take a chance yeah, and hope it works out. And the way the contracts are with these first-round picks, it's so easy to move off of them. If he's not the guy in two years, you know, throw him away, get yeah. a new guy. I mean, what's Look at Kyler Murray going to make like – Kyler like Murray, his- Josh Rosen situation. Josh wasn't the guy, pivoted right away. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not it's not like – like back in the day when um, Sam Bradford got drafted to the to the Rams, they gave him like sixty million guaranteed up front as a number one overall pick. Had to put it down. Now everything's cost controlled. You know everything. You know you don't have to negotiate with these guys yeah, as much. Lawrence is getting thirty five over four years. Yeah, that's it's nothing. Pennies. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, interesting. Garrett Garrett Wilson would be interesting, and you get Ridley back, kind of rebuild that offense. Um, and Garrett Wilson kind of plays like Calvin Ridley. Like he's got that same kind of fluidity. He's got great ball skills. I don't know. He's he runs a four three eight. Like he's I, I, he's. I, I don't know if he's the best wide receiver on Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, I love Olave. Dude. I do too. Like you watch Olave run, he just looks so smooth. His routes are so crisp. Yeah. His ability to create create separation. Yeah. What a good problem to have if you're Ohio State. Right. Not to mention they are just reloading at that position. Marvin <laughs> yeah. Harrison Jr. Um, they got that one kid that like S. Like, yeah. oh, he just, he's I got just, the hyphenated name. I forgot his name, though, I, but I, he's going to be a first-round pick. I just saw, yeah. I was just watching their 
highlights from spring practice and that kid I know exactly what you're talking about like just a one-handed grab down the sideline like <laughs> with Stroud another year Ohio no State is they... a factory man they are a factory yeah I mean they are I mean you got LSU but I mean they're pretty much wide receiver you they just produce wideouts you, you could have two of the two of their wide receivers going in the top 15 this year and they will not miss a beat next year Right, they didn't miss a beat in their game against Utah. Like I know they lost it, but they didn't have problems scoring points. Right. Um, okay, number nine, Seattle. All right, number nine, Seattle. I have them taking Ikanwu, offensive tackle from NC State, which would be a good pick. PFF's got them taking Evan Neal. Yeah, that's they, the right move. How, how ironic! We lose Russ, we finally get an offensive line. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yep, absolutely. that offensive line is dreadful. They need to do something. I think he's the best player available at the time of picking number nine. Um, I think they pull the trigger. Uh, this is where I started to flirt with uh, maybe take Kyle Hamilton, but they just played Diggs. They just they just put all that draft capital in, in, Adams. Uh, in, in Adams. Like I don't, I couldn't see him taking a third safety, so I passed on that. Um, but Dwayne Brown's getting older. Um, their offensive line is full of holes. I think they shore it up and take a convo. Do you think they get another first-round pick by getting rid of DK Metcalf? That's like the carrot they're dangling out there. I don't know if any team is going to give them a first-round pick for DK Metcalf. You're if looking I'm, at if I'm Green Bay, I'd give up pick twenty-eight for DK. Maybe, but like, so you. You just got us draft capital. All right, let's rewind. You just saw the league just saw Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill both get traded, both for first round picks and other stuff. And then they immediately got the bag, $30 million. So you're going to do the same thing with DK Metcalf? That's the problem, right? He's only got one year left. Exactly. On his deal. You're going to do the same thing with DK Metcalf, gave him the bag. He's going to want $30 million just like the other guys. And then what do you do? Because you just traded for him, and you're not going to be like, well, no. You're just a rental for a first-round pick. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you'd have to be confident in your ability to yeah. re-sign him. Exactly. So I don't know if he even, like, gets traded at this point. Because I don't, I don't think, I think the Seahawks want a first-round pick, and I don't think any team out there is going to be willing to give him a first-round pick. Because I think the only teams that are really going to do it are the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Those are the only two. And then you're looking at, you know, pick 28, 29, 30. Is that worth it to give up DK Metcalf, or could he just be a foundational player for your next quarterback of the future? It depends if Seattle wants to extend him for twenty-five to thirty mil a year. I mean, yeah. Uh, flip side, if you're Seattle, you're looking at it, and you if you get rid of DK Metcalf, you really got nothing to sell your fans on. What about Lockett? He's in the, He's getting up to like thirty. Like he's getting older, man. Like. But he's signed. Yeah. You don't have the same problem. You shouldn't trade Lockett. Yeah, I could see them dealing Lockett, but he ain't getting what DK's getting on the market. He ain't well, gonna get no, you a first. But he, he might uh, get you like a third. Kind of like, like what Devontae Parker got. Yeah, yeah, and like, is it worth it at that point? Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah, offensive lineman makes the most sense. I would agree with that. That is ironic that Russell Wilson's been begging for, like. Russell Wilson's been begging for offensive linemen like Aaron Rodgers has been begging for wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> for real, yes. Uh, okay. And then to round at the top 10, and then uh, maybe we'll call it a day here or maybe talk Packers after this. Yeah. We got the Jets rounding out the top 10. All right. The Jets at 10, I think they're going to take your boy, Kyle Hamilton. 
And just and it's funny that we both have him going to the Jets. Yeah, it's just whether it's at four or at ten. Yeah, I think he goes to ten. You get Sauce, you get Hamilton in that in that defensive backfield, and that completely changes their defense. You have to go against Josh Allen twice a year, and I would, and now Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and all these guys. You got to have defensive guys that can run with these guys. You you can't go in and just pray Zach Wilson puts up thirty five. Every game because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So I think if they can if they can get two DBs, they did a lot in free agency to supplement their roster already. I think they'd be pretty. They're in a decent spot now. Before Tyreek Hill went to Miami, they were my sleeper team to maybe make some noise in the AFC. But now you're looking at maybe third in the NFC in the AFC East. Yeah, if that. I just I yeah. don't see a Bill Belichick team finishing fourth. Right. But they did everything backwards. Like, uh, they let as, Shaq for, Mason go. For as good as Bill Belichick is as a coach, yeah, I am not a huge fan of him as a general manager. Right, right. He just, like, they, well, they're, he's more of a character guy. Like, do you fit this culture yeah, and it worked all the those Patriot years. You, it worked all those years. You had a guy like Brady who could control that locker room. You had like Willie McGinnis and yeah, um, Brewski and all those guys who mm-hmm. could you know run the locker room for you. Yeah. Now when you have a rookie quarterback, you, like paying what they paid for two tight ends is not how I would have gone about it. No, I think he tried to recreate his Gronk and Aaron Hernandez days, yeah. like. Those guys are nowhere near the talent of Gronk and Hernandez. No. Hernandez was a top five tight end by himself, and he was a backup, quote unquote. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, agreed. So, and they've had they've had just a terrible time drafting in the first round. Yeah, yeah. They they whiffed on to kill Harry. They got they apparently got Mac. apparently Harry's gonna get cut. <laughs> Yikes! That's I just saw a rumor that he's on the trade block. Yeah, so he, maybe he asked for him. a trade. He asked for a trade before the beginning of last season, and no one's gonna really gonna deal for Nikhil Harry. No, but I mean, like Parker's a nice player, but you know, to be your wide receiver one, yeah, scares me. Yeah, Hunter Henry's best days I think are behind him. I mean, not that old. He's still but, serviceable, and he had a nice year last year. Yeah, like seven touchdowns, eight touchdowns. Yeah, got what? Jacoby Myers is still there. Um. I mean, yeah, it's not looking great for the passing game. There's just no pop. No. And I think Mac could use some help. Yeah. Interesting. All right, let's talk Packers real quick, and then maybe we'll call it a day for this first one. we got three other weeks to fill right. content. Um, all right, I know where you're probably going with 22. Where do you got the Packers going? Packers? So I have the Packers at 22. Taking Trevor Penning, offensive tackle. Interesting, and move him over to the right side. Yes, he's just going to be a mauler. I think. Yes, we need a wide receiver, and I have them taking a wide receiver at twenty-eight. But I think positional value at twenty-two. If you can grab Trevor Penning, pair him with Allison Jenkins, Bakhtiari, Jason, uh, Jason Myers, like that offensive line is like a top three unit in the league. You have AJ Dillon and AJ and um, Aaron Jones. Like right now, if without a wide receiver with that offensive line, quarterback, running game, you have a top three running game, and you got ten wins easy. If you can get that pick done, what yeah. are your thoughts? Um, 
I I I like that pick. Um, I like Penning a lot. I got to watch him work out at his pro day. He's a monster of a man. Uh, he brings an attitude yeah. that I like your offensive love line that. to have. Um, and and I agree. You look at like how the 49ers have been able to get to championship games. Like they've done it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, the first time they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game, I think Garoppolo threw it what four times. Yes. Like and if they're going to continue to get home games in January, you need to be able to run the ball for 200 yards. Right. And I think Penning can help with that. Uh, I I would be happy with that pick. Like at right tackle, it's, it's a huge hole I feel for the Packers right now. And they just let um, they just cut Billy Turner. Billy Turner. Win. Yeah. I like um, Elton Jenkins, though. I think he could move to right tackle. Yeah, but he's coming off an ACL. So is Bakhtiari. Exactly. So, I mean, that's what scares me is, is he even back? Because Bakhtiari he played a full like year. 15 snaps. Yeah, he took a full year off for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and what the Packers have been amazing at is having depth. Yes. Being I mean, they able got... Being to move guys. If Penning... The only thing that I don't know about Penning is... Is he comfortable on the right side? Right. Because um, you're not moving Bakhtiari over there. No. So, you know, can he move over? And then the best part is if Bakhtiari gets hurt again, you can slide him back over. Like, I like that the Packers have drafted guys who can play multiple the positions. The swing tackle, yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd be happy. You would see the average Packer fan lose they, they their shit. They lose their shit because wide receiver's a need. Especially because you know what will happen. Who picks 23? The Cardinals, they'll draft a wide receiver, right, right? And now every it's like when the Packers passed on T.J. Watt. Yeah, that would, I mean, that's they deserve to get the shame though. Kevin King or T.J. Watt, <laughs> I, and they yes. screwed the pooch. <laughs> yes, they did. So, uh, but think about it another way though: they would have to pay T.J. Watt all that money. Yeah, but it's worth it. You have the number one pass rusher in the league. Agreed. Twenty three sacks or whatever a year, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, PFF, because I know you're high on this guy. <laughs> Not, Christian Watson. Oh, that's my guy. I know. That's why oh, I brought it yes. up. Oh, yes. I think I – so I'm a Watson fan. I like his size, his athleticism. Can't teach size, man. You can't. I still think he's a day two guy. Like hot, like second or third round? I, I think the Packers could get him at 50 – what are they, 52, <gasps> 53? No, no way, no way, man. I, I honestly think that. Okay, all right. Because you got Wilson and Olave, Traylon Burks. Um, Just wait, hold on. Let's run through it real quick. You got Jamison Williams, yeah. Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, and then who? You know, Christian Watson. That's six. So you for, said, for receivers. Wilson. Did you say London? Yes. Um, Jameson, Olave. Yeah. Traylon Burks. Yeah. Jahan Dotson, potentially. I don't know, man. I'm out on Dotson. Pickens. I'm still taking Christian Watson over Pickens. Uh, I do like Pickens, though. I think he's a, a high-end day two guy. I would not take Sky Moore over him. I love Sky Moore. But not would, over him. Not over Watson. <laughs> uh, Justin Ross. David Bell had a terrible combine. David Bell, no. Day three pick. Um, yeah, maybe he's the sixth best wide receiver. Man. I don't know. I don't know if Watson's a, a first-round pick. I got Watson going in the first round on my mock draft, so. Uh, 
I'm high who on do, him. Who do you have taking him? The Chiefs? KC, yeah. yeah. Patrick Mahomes with a 6'5", 4'3", 4'40", guy. Mm-hmm. Pairing with Miko Hardman, Travis Kelsey, Easily replaced. You get it like... I don't know, like easily replacing. But, kill. Yeah, I mean, but you still but plus, have the like, element of speed <laughs> everywhere. You have MVS, Christian Watson, Clyde, Miko Hardman, Travis Kelsey. You're still having to like shit your pants every possession of not getting beat deep. Just the way they can space the field. Yeah. Um. Okay, so you got Penning at 22. Penning I love 22. that pick. I think you'll watch the – if you like are hanging out on Twitter or on Facebook – You'll watch the average Packer fan shit their pants, but right. I like that pick. And then twenty eight. Twenty eight, my guy Chris Olave. And you don't think he's I gonna would be, there. be ecstatic. I don't yeah. think he clears the top twenty. I don't so I have a receiver going between twenty two and twenty eight. So I don't think he's just hanging out there by himself. I got the Bills taking a wide receiver before the Packers at twenty eight. But I I think the the people in the teens, the teams in the teens there's just so many other needs that they, they need to address other than wide receiver that they, it just kind of falls. That's just the way it falls. I think Philly takes one. I got Philly taking one. Um, I, got the, I got Philly taking a receiver, and I got the Chargers taking a receiver. Chargers one's interesting. The Patriots me. just got Parker, so I don't have them taking a receiver. The Steelers are at 20. I don't have them taking a receiver. I'm going quarterback. They need something, I think. But you got, the Eagles have three picks in the teens. You figure one of them is going to be a weapon for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, so. Um, the Ravens are at 14. They they need defense. Texans are a wild card at 13. Vikings don't need a receiver. They got Jettas and Adam Thielen still. Uh, the Commanders. Uh, <laughs> I got them not taking a receiver because they got Curtis Samuel. They got Terry uh, Scary Terry. Yeah, I mean. So, I mean, the board, the way it falls, the Saints are at 18. They lost Toronto Armstead. What about Baltimore? Baltimore, I haven't taken an edge rusher. Which is like the most Baltimore thing ever. Yeah. But I think, you know, if you're going to show Lamar that you're serious, because, I mean, like, who's their best weapon right now? Mark Andrews? Mark uh, yeah. He, Hollywood Brown? Who is whatever, a guy. But, I mean, their offense isn't built on uh, – they, they just drafted a – what's his face? Rashad Bateman in the first round last oh, year. Oh, yeah, the kid from Minnesota. So, I mean, you just keep throwing first-round picks into the – I mean, you got to – like, they lost um, Zedarius, then they lost Judon, and now they got the kid Owe, but, like, they are now searching for a pass rush. Yeah. Especially, like, when you're playing in the North Town, you got these quarterbacks you're going to go against, you need a pass rush. Yeah. And pass rush, I think, They've trumps wide receiver in position of value. 100%. I just wonder – what is the value of making your franchise quarterback who you're going into negotiations with? What's that value? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, New Orleans is interesting. I think just, New Orleans just needs a, they, they need, need to get a left tackle. I think yeah, they need a lot. They need a lot. Um, Patriots got Devonte Parker. And then you look at after the Packers at 22, you got the Cardinals, Cowboys, Bills, Titans, Bucks. Dallas loves their first round wide receivers. So I, I think Traylon Burks goes to Dallas. I was gonna say he's on the board there for them. And I think this is like another one of the Jerry Jones wants to take Traylon Burks, but someone chucks him to the side and p- turns in another card. Kind of like the Johnny Manzel, Zach Martin situation. Yeah. Like they need to retool that offensive line. 
You know who I could totally see them drafting? And it reminds me of the Travis Frederick pick a few years back. I could see Lindenbaum Lind- going Lindenbaum, here. yeah. Yeah. So they got Biotis from Wisconsin, who I like, especially being a Wisconsin guy. But uh, I, th- I have them going offensive line, but just in an um, offensive guard instead of Linderbaum at center. Arizona's interesting. Yeah, they lost they lost Chandler Jones in free agency. They have the corpse of J.J. Watt, and <laughs> that's kind of about it for that pass rush. Yeah, yeah. But again, they're trying to make Kyler Murray happy. I think there goes there's a lot of like ego and like I'm not calling these smart moves. I'm just saying I could see teams reaching for guys to make made their quarterbacks happy. Yes, I think what would make quarterbacks happy, or I think what would make Kyler happy, is if they paid Winning. him fifty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could throw it to you and me as long yeah. as he's making fifty. He's like, at least if I get the bag, I'm good. Yeah, I'll I'll hang out with Rondell more. He's still chasing that baseball money, right? Uh, so yeah, the Cardinals are. I mean, yeah, I could see them, but I have them taking an edge rusher. Buffalo, I don't think takes a Buffalo wide receiver. Has, Buffalo's a luxury pick. Buffalo, I have them taking Traylon Burks. Hmm. You put Burks with Diggs and Dawson Knox. That offense is. I mean, it's already kind of unstoppable as you saw in the playoff game. But dear God, um, PFF has Tennessee taking Sky Moore. That's a reach. I think he's a day two pick. But I love his game. He's a slot reader, though. He's more of a slot guy, like strictly a slot guy for me. I love his quickness. Tampa won't take a wide receiver. You think? With Gage. Oh, yeah, they did get Russell Evans. Gage. Yeah, but you're Godwin. Gonna get, you're going to get Godwin back at some point. He lost AB in traumatic fashion. Uh, y- you figure Gronk's going to come back. Why hasn't he signed yet? I don't know. <laughs> he's doing Gronk things. <laughs> he's partying in Miami somewhere. I don't know. Some I heard. I read somewhere. Maybe you told me he wants to go to Buffalo. That's his uh, other destination. If Tom didn't come back, but Tom's back now. He's gonna turn his back on Tommy. <sighs> There's no way. He, he's There's back no in way. Tampa. Yeah, dude. He's like clubbing with Tommy right now. Come on. So he'll be back. Uh, yeah, I got the Bucks. Bucks taking an edge rusher, trying to just Man, supplement. That if Olave from. falls to 28, I'd be ecstatic. I just. Mm. I don't know. If he's not there, maybe you see your boy Christian Watson come off the board there. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, Christian Watson, you you, you got to get a wide receiver with speed. You got to get somebody I like I love Traylon Burks, but if he is a true like a 4-5, 4-6ish type guy, he can't be our pick. But the thing about speed is you can find that in the later rounds. Like that kid from Baylor who ran a 4-2-5 or whatever, he'll be there in like round 5. Yeah, but then we're back in the MVS territory, like, yeah, MVS has speed, but he can't catch the ball or but he I'm can't saying, do this, that, and the other. But I'm saying if the Packers took a guy like Burks, like, that's you're replacing Devontae Adams. That's Devontae Adams. I guess. Adams runs a 4-6, 40. Yeah. And then you get another guy to, to be the speed guy. I guess, but I don't know. I To me, if you can get – if I have to pick between Burks, Watson, and Alave, I'm taking Alave. He's got the speed and the route running. Yes, agreed. And then, and then I go Burks. I mean, I guess I go Burks over Watson, because Burks is like a he's like Debo light. Yes. And then Watson, Watson could be not DK Metcalf, but he has that frame and that speed. The thing that worries me about Watson, specifically on the Packers, is that Rodgers is so meticulous in his route running. Yeah. Like I could see trust being an issue and then he'll never get the ball. <laughs> That's so Rogers though. Yeah, right? it is. 
it is. It'll just be the Alan Lazard show, and God help us all if that's the case. Right, right. Because he's not going to trust Watson. Because Watson, Watson, for all of his athletic skills, he is at least right now he is not a precise route runner. Yeah, he's super raw. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's not Rogers' game. Yeah. And Rogers is kind of a little prima donna. Yes. Yeah. So like, if he expects you to run a twelve yard, like out and you run at 14 like yeah. he's gonna be on your ass yep yeah <sighs> that's tough i mean you, you need a receiver that's why like if the, if olave is there at 22 i don't think they try and wait uh mm, true true like because olave s- is the guy it sucks because like are you sending a message like our first pick has to be a receiver because we have to appease Aaron Rodgers. But if like you're looking at like you know Trevor Penning on the board who could be a stud for, tackle for ten years, yeah, and you're like, hey, look, Rodgers, there's like four more wide receivers we'd be willing to take on the board, but there's only one tackle. But he's like, no, I want my wide receiver, or I'm gonna hold out again or do some crazy stuff again. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just bad. Bad PR, bad situation to be in with trying to appease Rodgers in the public eye like this. It's stupid. 100% agreed. I just think it it is a need. Yeah. It's a big need. Yeah. And if you can get a guy, I, I like Olave as maybe the best wide receiver in this draft. Wow, you're that high. Over Jamison Williams? Uh, over Jamison just because of the knee. Just because of the knee. Okay. If Jamison Williams was healthy, yeah. you know, didn't tear his ACL in yeah. January. Yeah. Um, like the, of the healthy guys, I like him better than Garrett Wilson. Uh, yeah, I do too. I do too. Like, just he makes route running look effortless. Yeah, he's so fluid. He's so His fluid. tape is so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, flip side, could you see the Packers taking twenty two and twenty eight and going up to like ten, and taking a uh, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Jameson Williams? If they're going to draft wide receiver, I would hate that. Okay. If there's like a tackle they love or an edge rusher they love. That's like a death sentence. If they if they take those two picks, move I agree. up to like the Rodgers would just like be done. I think he'd just retire. Like, all right, screw you guys. I'm going home. This wide receiver draft class is deep enough. I think I think so too. Where you can stay pat at 22. Honestly, you want to watch some heads fucking burn? <laughs> I, I would not be, I would not be shocked if they trade back. Oh my god! But tell me that's not the most Packers thing. That is the most Packers thing. Do you, they trade back from twenty two or twenty eight or both? I can see twenty eight. I, I don't think both. That they will pick on day one. I think there's going to team that's going to sneak up to like twenty eight to thirty whatever, and try and sneak in and get that fifth year option on a quarterback. Yeah, maybe it's the Giants. Maybe it's um, like if Detroit. the line. Yeah, if the Lions don't take Willis at two. Maybe they they, they could move up to twenty eight or, or try and move up to twenty two. Yeah. Um, that fifth year option is such a big deal, though. Like, look at Lamar Jackson. You want thirty second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect, right? Um, and you're paying pennies the first four years. Yeah. I just think I could see the Packers not making both draft picks. I do not see them moving up. Because I agree with you. If they package those picks to go get like say Thibodeau slips. Oh my god, that would be amazing. But like say he slips to 10, you, yeah. And they go up and get him. Like that's probably the right move. But to your point, the public would be irate. Yeah. And your star quarterback would probably not be too happy. 
Like, could you imagine though? Like, what if they come away with like a Thibodeau and like second round they get like a Sky Moore? Would you be okay with that? I would be. I would be too. I'd love that. Yeah. But average Packer fan, not okay. With not that. okay with that because they have no idea who Sky Moore is. And edge rusher is not a huge position of need. They re-sign Preston. You can never have enough, man. I agree. Preston can move in. Yeah, I like Preston's like he's like average. But we got to pay. You have to pay pass rushers. Yep. So that's just the going rate. You have to do that. Rashawn Gary is going to be a, a stud. But if you can get if you can get like on third downs, if you can get like Kenny Clark, Rashawn Gary, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Preston Smith all on the field. Oh. How far did you have Jordan Davis dropping? Thirteen. I have the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. <laughs> Of Houston now. Yeah. Trayvon Walker and Jordan Davis. It's not a bad defensive line. Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith just uh cleaning up on defense. If if Jordan Davis slips, which there are people that think he might because he's he got this perception for whatever reason of yeah. being a two down player. Yeah. I could see them taking him at twenty two. I would love that pick at twenty two. Oh yeah. It reminds me like it reminds me of like when BJ Raji was in his prime. Yeah. To have a defensive tackle especially in a 3-4 that yeah. can eat two blocks is right. huge yeah you put a Kenny Clark on like a at like DN on like 3-4 yeah oh my god it's like Chris Jones then and uh, there's just so many it just opens up so many things for you then on, on the front well and they can do those goofy fronts they like to do you put Pickett and um, Kenny Clark in on the same play and basically have two linemen and like Pickett or uh, uh, Davis, Davis? And, oh yeah, yeah Davis. Um, right. Clark excuse me yeah um. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I I think they stay put, and then I I I think they draft at twenty two. But they're the Packers are the kings of discipline. Like if they don't have a high, you know, you know if their guy's gone, yeah, or you know they don't have positional value, they'll trade back, I have and another, they could have three second round picks. I have another scenario for you. Another trade up scenario. Could you see the Packers, if Jamison Williams is there at 17, trading with the Eagles, who have three first-round picks, trading so the Eagles have 15, 16, and 19. Could you see the Packers trading up to 16 and taking Jamison Williams in front of the Chargers? And I don't know. Maybe give them like, a, like you know, 22 and like two-thirds. Well, you'd – yeah, maybe. Would you like that pick? Or the Jameson Williams? The knee scares me. I'm not I, so scared off by the knees anymore, man. Unless, unless it's an Achilles. Like, like long term, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. You just want your first round guy to be there on <laughs> opening day. You know, I guess like mentally, that's my block. Mentally? Okay. All right. That's my block with Jameson Williams. I can, I can see where you're coming from. But it was rumored that had he not torn his ACL, he was going to run in the four twos. Yeah. That guy's phenomenal. The way he he has like he has so many like gears like he has nitro boosters on his legs. What That's about, insane. Because um, I just thought about it. They are like Ohio State one B. Like what about Mechie? Mechie? Yeah, I think he's like a more of a third round guy. Okay. Maybe maybe second or third round. Um, but Mechie, yeah, he he's gonna be very good. I don't think he's gonna be on the level of these Olaves and Garrett Wilsons and Drake Londons. But I think he's gonna be. He'll have a nice long career in the NFL. Would I be mad if Mechie came to us in the second, third round? No. But yeah. I think, like, I'm with you. I think you have, like, this is the year 
the Packers have to send a message. We're taking a wide receiver first in the first round. Well, I mean, they have to do something, and they, they can't to. like try and be cute. Exactly, and do like Amari Rogers. Yeah, like with a third round pick. Exactly, like they need a guy that you know is at least going to be serviceable. Yep, you just got to sell your fan base at the same time. Like, yeah, we we hear what the concerns are. We know our fault here. We're going to do it finally. Yeah, first round pick, wide well, receiver. And the thing is, like. You have to appease Rodgers. Yep. Because he can retire at any time. Right. <laughs> Man, that dead cap hit's going to be insane. Yeah. Well, if he retires, he's got to give back a lot of that salary or signing bonus. So that would help a little bit, but yes. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, that was good stuff, man. We'll uh, we'll get together next week. We'll go through picks 11 through 20. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll put this up. It'll probably go up tomorrow, so you all will be hearing this on Tuesday. Um, and, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do another mock draft next Monday. So thanks for stopping by, bud, and uh, we'll talk to you all soon. All right. Peace. Later.